iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a podcast from The Times. Go to thetimes.co.uk. Well, thanks for joining us for uh, another game podcast bonus. And uh, um, I'm joined by uh, by Tom Dart, who, uh, together with uh, uh, John Vale, did a, uh, an interesting uh, bit of research um, in, in the game this week. And Tom, you basically looked at um, trends in ticket buying in the Premier League, uh, both in terms of season tickets, you look at uh, ticket prices and so on. Uh, what sort of picture emerges? Uh, really surprisingly good picture from the Premier League's point of view. It was pretty, uh, pretty static. Uh, last season, Premier League grounds were 92.2% full on average, which was only uh, 0.2% down from the season before. And considering the difficult economic times everyone's in and can, football is still a very expensive activity at the top level, any level really, to go and watch, it's uh, a pretty good picture from the club's point of view to see that uh, most stadiums are most of the time nine nine tenths full even when we're hearing all these uh, news of, of job loss and uh, yeah, house prices falling all these uh, difficult times football is not immune but it's resisting recession and inflation really well now what, what i find remarkable um you you have a a chart here um of the price for for league games and um you know, you would expect that in the more expensive uh, uh, parts of the country, um, season tickets would be more expensive. But it's uh, it, it is sort of remarkable that um, the the cheapest season ticket at, at Tottenham, for example, uh, and Tottenham aren't even the most expensive uh, club to go watch in the Premier League. Their cheapest season ticket is uh, is sort of uh, uh, twice the most expensive season ticket um, at a club like Wigan. Um, for example, um, and in fact, I think their cheapest season ticket is basically more expensive than uh, all but uh, all but maybe eight or nine clubs. Um, is this is pretty much what you expected to find, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. It's a case of um, supply and demand, really. Although, although I've just said that uh, attendances are generally very solid across the board. That that figure hides a huge disparity in prices uh, between uh, the top clubs, uh, the London clubs especially, and and the clubs in the northwest such as Wigan and uh, and Blackburn, who uh, have to really put a lot of cheap tickets in to uh, to get attendances up to get their stadium full. You really have to get. Uh, you have to offer fans a really good deal to persuade them to come. Whereas Arsenal, Spurs, with their with their small ground, uh, which they could probably sell out twice over for a lot of games, they can almost charge what they want, and they'll still uh, because London is uh, uh, such an economically strong region, and because 
because these teams like Arsenal and Tottenham are doing well on the pitch uh, that means you get huge disparities like Arsenal cheapest season ticket £951 whereas whereas uh, Wigan cheapest season ticket £295 you could watch Wigan um, West Brom Sunderland Swansea Bolton and Blackburn uh, even Aston Villa you can watch these clubs and buy a season ticket for less than the, the cost of a season ticket at some League 1 and League 2 clubs now the cheapest season ticket in the country unsurprisingly perhaps is at is Blackburn £225 um, what I find remarkable is that the second cheapest season ticket in the country is Manchester City, 260 pounds. And you look at it demographically, you know, United, uh, you would think it's a, it's, a, it's a comparable local fan base, obviously same local economy. Um, it's twice that, at 532 pounds. You go up the road to, uh, uh, to, to Liverpool, um, it's nearly three times that. Um, even, even Everton, you know, a club that's had a lot less success than Manchester City, obviously, their cheapest season ticket is 443 pounds. Um, What's the deal with City charging so little for their season tickets? I mean, can they not fill the stadium or, or what? Well, I'm not sure exactly how many of those season tickets are available at that at that price. It's a good uh, eye-catching figure to, so the club can say, you know, we're, we're not charging fans through the nose we're still taking so it could be like 50 seats that are available <laughs> I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's a lot more than that but it, it's a figure that certainly allows City to say that they're not pricing their fans out of the market because of their new success but City are a bit of a special case aren't they because they, they just don't need the money they, they would be okay financially if no one ever turned up and watched them and well, so, not, but, not, not with financial fair play around the corner that's possible but uh, at the moment, they uh, they are so financially secure that uh, only 20% of their income comes through the gate, which is also true of Man United. So, the other thing that struck me when I was when I was doing this survey was uh, increasing uh, less, uh, increasingly less importance attached to people coming through the gate as a source of revenue for clubs, because now TV income is far and away their biggest. Uh, source of revenue so uh, gone are the days when clubs could uh, when the financial power of a club was dictated by how many people came through the gate and how much they paid these days it's it's uh, a large percentage of it is about TV um, that's an interesting point you make and also the fact that not many people know this but the Premier League um, uh, the, the money generates from the overseas TV deal uh, is split equally uh, among the clubs rather than uh, you know based on prize money as is the case with the with the domestic TV deal um, I want to ask about something else, which is something that, that always comes up when, when we talk to uh, people from supporters groups or fan groups, which is the fact that because of the ticket prices, Premier League audiences are among the oldest um, in Europe in terms of, the, I believe the figures, the average age is something like 40, which seems remarkably high. Now, I look at this and I, I'm just going to read a little paragraph from here, which doesn't necessarily contradict that, but it seems to me like either the Premier League have put spin on this or you're embracing the Premier League's view, uh, which says the Premier League says that it has undertaken demographics research that suggests its audience is diverse and youthful. 39% of fans who attend matches being in the 18 to 34 age bracket. Um, um, mathematically, I'm sure it's possible that 39% of fans are indeed in the 18 to 34 age bracket, um, and the average age could still be 40. Um, are you buying this? I mean, I... It, it seems to me that 39% of fans being under the age of 34 necessarily implies that um, 61% uh, 
um, are older than 34. Well, then you've got another 13% of season ticket holders under 16, so below... Ah, but see, this is interesting here. Sorry if I, if I quibble, and I'm assuming you got the stats from them. Before, they're talking about people who attend matches. Then they hear all of a sudden they're talking about season ticket holders, which is a slightly different thing, right? Because, mm. you know, season ticket holders are only part of the people who attend matches. Yeah. I, There's a bit of apples and oranges there. Well... Or am I being pedantic? Possibly a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> I think certainly one of the things that has changed in, in recent years as clubs have tried to keep filling their ground is that you have seen a lot of good deals for uh, for under 16s you now get some really cheap season ticket deals for, for, for under 16s uh, especially in the football league uh, you can get you know, bargain season tickets for for kids which allow families to keep going and help mitigate some of the the high cost but i suspect that perhaps when those deals are no longer available how many people between the ages of 16 to, to 21 for example who aren't able to get in on a discount and would have to pay out at full price how many most of those people 16 to 21 of course don't really have a proper income exactly they might be students they might be uh, uh, starting out in their careers and not earning much money how many of those people are still going to football if they have to pay out prices uh, I haven't got the figures but uh, I just wonder if if the Premier League's uh, outward uh, bullishness about this is actually hiding a, a potential downward trend that may only become clear in the next uh, perhaps 5 or 10 years of of people who are who are younger and who are being priced out of football in their 20s or, or will choose to watch it on TV and certainly it's very hard to see how someone in their 20s on an average income could could afford a season ticket at Arsenal for example without really scrimping and saving there have been some suggestions made by, by some people um, most notably me um, that the Premier League should should mandate and, and perhaps they could use, um, you know, maybe withholding TV money as, as a club to beat um, the, the, the teams over the head with, uh, or as, as an incentive. Um, they should mandate that a certain percentage of people coming through the gates have to be a certain age, or at least, or at least set a target um, for this, just to ensure the fact that, you know, as Premier League crowds get older and older, they, they don't all just die and there's no fans left um, I mean fans who actually go to games rather than fans who watch on TV would you be would you be in favour of that yeah I think anything that ensures that young people can keep going to football which is essential for the continued success of the game in the long term would be a good thing at the moment the, the Premier League's attitude is that the, it's up to the clubs to charge what they want they're all independent businesses you know, you, they, it's uh, understandable that they should be allowed to do what they want within reason uh, the league generally has a pretty hands off approach to telling clubs what to do with their finances which uh, you can see is a problem in all sorts of ways uh, in terms of debts and excessive spending I think I think a lot of people would like to see the league get a lot more proactive and a lot more uh, uh, a lot more interfering in a whole range of uh, financial issues uh, at the moment I think with with the tennis is remaining very high and no obvious sign of a crash coming even though the economic situation this season is is bad it looks bad again for ordinary people I think the league is probably pretty happy with the quality of its product and now starting to look at growing the market not in England but overseas where there's still huge potential to squeeze a lot more money out of the Far East especially China I think I think we'll see the league focusing uh, internationally rather than worrying too much about how many people are going to watch Blackburn or Wigan given what is yeah all the people who watch Wigan in one season uh, all the people who watch Blackburn in one season, all that money they're paying through the gate uh, will only pay Yaya Touré's wages for <laughs> seven months. So we've got to a situation where, where, where 
ticket prices and ticket income really a, a drop in the ocean because footballers' wages have exploded so far on the back of TV money that uh, the, the whole dynamics of the football economy have changed dramatically since the Premier League took, uh, took hold in 1992. Tom Dart, thanks for joining me. And for the rest of you, there you have it. Future's so bright, Scudamore's got to wear shades. As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone. 